and welcome to what do we call this episode two? Episode two of Welcome to My World or Our World, My World, My World. But it's mine. My, my, don't you? We're a, collecti- we're a collective my. Oh, okay. It's the Royal Tax my. World. The Royal My. Royal My. Yeah. All right. <laughs> welcome to My World, episode two with Joe and Mitch. Yes. Sweet. So, what, what, what's this topic? The topic Movies for we love today. Oh well, it's not topic. It's just fun. No, not okay. a topic, it's just a discussion. We're going to discuss, and you're going to discuss a movie that you, you have a fondness for. Yes. So this month we're looking at movies that we watched a lot when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. I would say when I was a kid, but I wasn't a kid when I saw mine. Cast your mind back, if you will. Okay. Back to the heady days of 1986. Mm-hmm. I was in year nine, a couple of years from finishing high school. Yep. I had just moved from South Australia to Melbourne, and the first movie I saw when I got to Melbourne... I went to the Melton Twin Cinemas, casting our minds back, and I saw a little film called Highlander. Oh. And that movie changed my life. Yeah? It became the movie, when I got it on video, that I just watched over and over and over. My best friend Nick was also hugely obsessed with Highlander, and he went and bought himself a Mac and a Samurai Sword. <laughs> I jokingly, you went through your photo albums years ago, yes. and you had a friend who was out and about did you take those photos yeah so you used to go out with him in, in his outfit so yeah. he could just pose in, in with a sword and thing and I used to jokingly call him Highlander I never <laughs> knew his name I never well, you did tell me his name I never bothered to remember because I just <laughs> called him that's Highlander that's the way you are yeah he, that's he was a huge fan more of a fan than I was but I okay. still saw this movie probably a lot of times I, yeah. I would care to unknown how many times I've seen yeah. Highlander but I'm not sure if it still holds up but anyway the premise for Highlander Christopher Lambert is an immortal. Yep. And it is the gathering of the immortals. And the only way your mortals can die is have their heads chopped off. Mm-hmm. And there is a prize that you get when you are the last immortal. And that prize is being mortality, which kind of is a stupid prize when you think about it. If you've lived your whole life as an immortal, suddenly you're going to kill all the other immortals and then you're going to die. It's like, what's the point? But anyway, the main baddie in it is Clancy Brown. The Kurgan. The Kurgan. He's in Blue Steel, which is a movie really? we talked about last episode. He's in lots of things. Mm-hmm. He's, good actor. He's um, Lex Luthor in the animated Superman series. There you go. He's very good, Lex Luthor. Mm. And the other person that is of interest in this movie is obviously Sean Connery. The playing, Or he's Egyptian. Egyptian. But he's living in Spain, <laughs> who is kind of the guy who teaches Christopher Lambert his sword skills and, and stuff. Is and he a Highlander as well? Not a Highlander, but... He's a, an immortal, yes. An immortal. But he dies in the 16th century when the Kurgan kills him as well. But, so it's told out of order well it starts off in modern times it jumps back to the highlands of scotland where conor mcleod first finds out that is that he conor mcleod of the clan mcleod it is conor no. mcleod yes you've obviously seen this movie a few times too no twice really mm-hmm. hmm. and maybe only once but yeah go on i've seen it at the cinema a few times and i've seen it on video more times than i can remember i have seen it on video when i was probably about 20 so it's, it was well after it came out. Hmm. But you go on, you keep telling Yeah, so when it came out, it was filmed probably differently to your normal movie because... Like a film clip? Yes. It was directed by Russell Mulcahy, uh-huh. who previous to this had done Razorback, the mm-hmm. movie of the giant pig running wild in Outback Northern Territory. Yep. And I love Razorback. That, I've seen that a lot. I could talk really? about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, Russell Mulcahy's claim to fame 
prior to this... I've got a VHS copy of Razorback signed by the guy who made the oh, pig. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, he'd done the Duran Duran Wild Boys video. Wild Boys! Wild Boys. <laughs> and he'd also done a few other music videos. So he was more a music video director. So he was using a lot of quick cuts, jumps, and generally music video techniques. Yes, quick cuts. Hunter. Quick cuts. And speaking of music, the other thing for me that really grabbed me with Highlander was the fact that Queen the soundtrack, soundtrack was done by Queen. And majority of the movie is just the kind of magic album, except for Hammer to Fall, which is off the works album, which is the Kurgan's music he's listening to in his car when he's And One Vision, driving. which is in Iron Eagle. That's the movie yeah. I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about that. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Highlander, for me, great film. It kind awesome of went off the rail. Phenomenal soundtrack. Probably yeah. the best soundtrack ever because it is Queen. Well, is it a soundtrack? Is it a score? Or is it music from it's the movie? Because what's the term for soundtrack? I don't know. Because... I think it's a soundtrack. I don't think it's yeah. a score. There is a Highlander score out there yeah, as well, but I don't think different. Queen did that. Although there is an instrumental version of Who Wants to Live Forever that was on those little CD singles that you used to be able to get. Oh. You have to get the adapter so you can play it in your CD player. Blast from the past. For me, I think the franchise kind of went off the rails for a little while with Highlander 2 and tainted my love of Highlander a little bit. But then Highlander 3 came out and they kind of forgot that Highlander 2 existed (laughs) and they kind of brought it back. And then there was a Highlander TV show for a little while. But yeah, for a good portion of my late teenage years, Highlander was my go-to movie and was my favourite. And I can understand why. Like you said, it was filmed differently. Now, my version of seeing this movie, I knew about Highlander. For whatever reasons, I never watched it uh, until I was 18 to 20. So I saw it on video. I almost felt ill that <laughs> first five minutes. The way it was cut was so badly filmed, I would say, or done. Now, the way it starts is you have a sword fight in an underground car park. At Madison Square Garden during a wrestling match. a three birds wrestling match is taking place. And the cut between the fight and the wrestling match is intercut, intercut, intercut. But it's not done well. Like, it's not like it's thematically flowing well from memory I just remember watching it and it's like this is shit the sound was bad now I I was watching on video you would have seen it in the full effect of the cinema and it would have been very different where I saw it on a shitty video and whether that did it but the sound was messy it it was rough maybe to me it was rough and I was like this is a bit messed up then Lambert acting is quite ordinary for a fucking Scott who's French and you got you know <laughs> another Scott who's a Scott playing, playing an Egyptian, Egyptian Spanish called yeah. Ramirez or whatever his name is or something it's, it was a, it was weird and I was sort of like what is the point where I so I remember seeing Highlander 2 I must have I saw Highlander 2 at the cinemas I, I think I've seen Highlander 1, 2, 3 possibly 4 at the cinemas so I, I I must have known the story by 2 by seeing that so maybe I had seen it again maybe I saw it originally when it first came out but it didn't have I didn't really take a lot in and I saw it again when I was around 20 or something maybe maybe. Mm. so it just it didn't affect me the same way it did you but you saw it at the cinemas so it's very different and I'm a Queen fan which is strange like I'm a, I was and at that time I was a massive Queen fan <laughs> You're a massive queen. I'm a massive queen. <laughs> and a fan of the music. So that was strange, looking at that. So going back and watching it, like, I understand why it was so in your face to people. Like the first time you see it, it's like when High, um, Matrix came out, you know? Yeah. So like, this is new. The soundtrack, the visuals, it was all like, wow, this is this is new and Im- impactful or whatever. Mm. But it just, it just didn't grab me the way it grabbed you, where I didn't mind Highlander 2. Because visually, I mean, Russell McKay is a very visual director. He does clips. 
that didn't make s- the whole, you know, you can bring people back from the dead, they're actually aliens, the whole quickening bullshit. It was terrible. It was, don't get me wrong, I haven't gone back and watched it. No. But the first one had s- a certain style about it. Now, were you a wrestling fan before this, or was it when you say no, it changed I was, your I life? I was a wrestling fan. Okay, so it wasn't what made you like wrestling? No. No, okay. It helped. Like, no, it- I, I was already well into wrestling by the time I was in year nine. I think we've talked about this before. I think I was in grade five when I first saw wrestling. So the fact that it had wrestling in it was just well, cemented. 86 would have been WrestleMania 3, I think, would have been 1986. So I was well cemented as a wrestling fan. So yeah. But this may be a Christopher Lambert fan, oh. a Christopher Lambert fan. Oh. I think I've probably gone and watched some of his other rubbish films after this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but 1986, I think, was the pinnacle year for cinema. Well, has, has it got any better? Uh, 99 was pretty damn good. <laughs> but I, I, I got a list of the top grossing films of 1996, because I was going to do a 1996 film, but I, I'm totally on a... 86, sorry. And I, I got on a tangent, and I'm going to talk about another movie. Okay. Because it sort of ties in. Top grossing films of 1986. Number five is Star Trek Four, which is great. The Voyage Home, where they okay. get back to yep. it. Karate Kid 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Platoon, which I've only seen the once. See, I really like that too. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, well. That's good. No, it's not. Top Gun. Yep. Which ties in with the movie I'm going to talk about. And yeah, that's number one. So that was the top grossing films of 86. The most voted for, so as in score on IMDb. Top Gun at five. Ferris Bueller's Day Off at four. Stand By Me at three. Platoon at two. And Aliens at one. So that's a pretty damn fine year of cinema. Well, what you've also got in there is Predator. It was 1986. Was it? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's damn good. We've talked about that before. We have. Yeah. And... I think there's one other iconic film that I can't remember. Government got to pushing too many pencils. Yeah, but '86 just was that year. Yeah, me. I was going to talk about Big Trouble in Little China, which was another '86 movie. The Transformers movie was '86 oh, as well. Excellent. But no, I, I changed my mind. When we're talking about the soundtracks, I'm going to talk about Iron Eagle. Ah, yeah. One Vision. One Vision, which the the a kind of magic Queen album, which has every song bar one that you said from the soundtrack of Highlander. There is one song on that album which isn't in Highlander. It's the opening track, and it's One Vision. Now that One Vision song is in. And used multiple times in the movie Iron Eagle, which is a poor man's Top Gun. It's different. Well, it's an aeroplane movie. It came out, uh, I, I dare say it's a, Top Gun was a big success, and or maybe they knew it was coming. I, I don't know when it is, when it came out on time. But I was in the Australian Air League back in the day, which is like scouts, but air-based. So I was a bit of a plane guy. <laughs> so Top Gun was obviously big. But for some reason, I liked Iron Eagle more. I do own both on DVD, by the way. And, yeah, it's a, it's a much sillier, but it's also at the time. So I would have been 1986, 87. I would have been 13, 14. Yeah, because you're obviously a couple of years younger than me. So obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe your 1986 was a little bit different to mine. Yeah. And uh, you've seen Iron Eagle? Yes. Yeah. Now, the times. plot of Iron Eagle is it's a bunch of Air Force brats. They live on the base or around the base yep. of this Air, Air, Air Force base. One guy, his dad... I think it's Tim Tomlinson. But anyway, his dad is a pilot and he gets shot down over foreign territories and gets held captive. And they're the... Is it the army? The Air Force brats versus the local kids. They sort of have a rivalry in the school and do all that sort of shit. But they're all pilots and have anything to do with planes. So they do a run 
Doesn't he do a run on his Cessna and he has to race a guy on a motorbike at the start? Like it's with the local. <laughs> you know this a lot more than yeah. I do. I've anyway, seen so, it a couple of times. So you know, so it establishes early that this guy is a sixteen-year-old kid and he's got his friends and they all do their shit. They're um, you know, they got their, and they establish that he's a decent pilot, <laughs> flying his Cessna around and all that sort of shit. Then his dad gets uh, held captive, and the and the government's not going to do it. They don't negotiate with terrorists. The government line. So, what are you going to do about it? It's like nothing. So, he's upset, you know, all this sort of shit. He ends up befriending Chappie, who's Lou Gossett Jr., who I think he's a mechanic or something like that, but it turns out he's actually a bit of a war ace and like a pilot ace. And they they come up with a plan, as all 16 year old kids do. We're going to steal an F 16 jet and we're going to fly over and get my dad back. And Chappie, this ex, you know, fighter ace, helps them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of a heist movie and they figure out how they're going to steal the plane what they're going to do how we're going to go in but in the leading up to that you get a training montage Rocky Four style where he's got to learn how to fly and this is where they get him in simulator and, and they've established that he's a decent pilot in in, in, the, in the Cessna and he also he sneaks time in the simulator where they go oh, because you're what's the name son we let you in and all this and he proves he's a pretty good pilot so Luke Gossett's taking him through the simulators, teaching him how to get better and better, and then they, you know, sneak a plane every now and then, go out and fly, and then, you know, they talk, the banter between the two while they're flying. How do you sneak a plane out for a This is what you can do when you're 16. <laughs> it's before September 11. It was a very different time. And there's something he always did. He had this little, in his flight suit, he had, like, a little holder for his, his Walkman so he could play his music, and he, he flew better when he was playing his music. As you do. Yeah. So One Vision was his song by Queen, which is a pretty damn good song. <laughs> You know, you can't help but get excited for that when that interest starts. All the sounds whirling around your head. It's pretty. It's got you need stereo speakers for it to really, really work properly. A decent set of headphones for your Walkman. Well, God, yeah. Um, with the foam head (laughs) on the side. Um, So orange foam. Yeah. Is there any other? So they get better. They do their bit. They fly off and steal two planes. They do a heist. So they do. They they steal the two planes. They get off. They fly over. Get his dad back. And bring him home. Because all 16-year-olds can, you know, grab a F-16 plane and fly it over and do it. And where do, where do they go? Where, where is he being held hostage? Oh, it's Eddie X Stan. And how do they refuel their F-16s? They figure all that out. Oh, they, they do? They, it's, all, okay. it's all worked out. It's, you know, they, they did it. And it's that age thing. When you look at it now, it's like a bunch of kids being bratty kids. Why don't they just talk to adults, blah, blah, blah. You know, you watch Goonies, you watch E.T. and all that sort of stuff. These movies are made for this age group to watch these things. So me being 13 and loving aeroplanes, it's like, this is the fucking best movie ever. <laughs> oh, this is bloody great. So so doing that, it was it was awesome. And the soundtrack kicked ass as well. So I was like, this is, just, you know, because what I want to do, I want to fly a fucking jet. I want to play cool rock and music when I do it. And now I can do this with, like, a computer game if I really wanted to. So you thought when you were 13, you could have just walked onto Point Cook Air Force Base and stolen a Hornet or whatever and wanted away? to. I would like to. <laughs> so it's just, it was just one of those things that really, you obviously don't have those I don't know. I, like, I've only seen it, as I said, a couple of times. I haven't seen it recently. So I don't know how well it would hold well, up. We're going to watch it next week. Okay. I've got the DVD. Well, as I said, Highlander doesn't hold up. And anytime I mention Highlander at home saying, oh, maybe we should watch Highlander, my wife always instantly shoots me down because she's, again, that couple of years younger than you. And she was saying when she was a kid and Highlander came out, all the boys that she knew loved Highlander and she hated it. So she just has bad memories of Highlander. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should risk watching Highlander again because I don't think it would hold up. 
I would be very interested to see if Iron Eagle still holds up. But I don't know if it ever did. Well, <laughs> to me, know. it did. As a 13-year-old, it was great. But yes, just looking at IMDb here, a couple of other movies that came out in 1986, yeah. and it concretes my idea that 1986 may have been the best year for movies yeah labyrinth is yeah. 1986 howard the duck yeah well that that brings it down a bit no it doesn't yeah uh blue velvet all right that's pretty cool little shop of horrors which i think i've saw quite a few times back in the day in 1986 as well pretty in pink uh the golden child the eddie murphy movie the color of money again a big place in uh, my friend nick's life back in the really? day got him into playing pool okay and as young 18 year olds when we weren't going to nightclubs we were going to pool halls and playing pool but anyway there was just a lot of good movies in 1986. Avenging Force, but Rad was 1986. Oh, wow. So there you go. We've all done right, it. All right, we've, we've just proved that 1986 was the best year for movies. Whether they still hold up now is a different story. But for me, coming up for 16, I think I would have been in 1986. Yes, my maths is good. <laughs> 15, 16, I don't know. But yeah, interesting times yep. back then. Trying to bring up movies of 1999 just as a comparison. Now, 1999, by comparison, you had The Matrix. All right. American Beauty. I haven't seen it. It's damn good. Sixth Sense. I haven't seen it. That was episode one. Phantom Menace. Shitful. Toy Story 2. Okay. Being John Malkovich. Okay. The Mummy. Mm. The Green Mile. The Iron Giant. Awesome Notting Hill. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Loved Me. Magnolia. Office Space. Uh, okay. Yep. Three Kings. Wild Wild West. Galaxy Quest. Bicentennial Man. South Park. Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Cruel Intentions. Good film. Lake Placid, fantastic film. Dogma, Mystery Man, Ed TV, and a little film called Fight Club. Pretty damn good year of film. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> and that's just giving me an idea for what we might do for one of these other little mini episodes. Maybe we should both pick a year. Yeah. And then we should have a film off to see right. whose years were better. All right, we can do that. All right, so that's an idea for something to come. Excellent. But anyway, that's Highlander. That's yep. Iron Eagle. Yeah. How many sequels did Iron Eagle have? Four. Well, there's <laughs> uh, three sequels, I think. They, as with those era of movies, they got worse and worse. Lower budget? Yeah. Mm. All right. There is one where it's chappy, so they got Luke Gossett Jr. back. Because the second one, they kill off the main guy from the first one in the first five <laughs> minutes of the movie. But by the third or fourth one, it's Iron Eagle, the Aces, and it's Luke Gossett Jr. and a bunch of other guys who are World War Two flyers, pilots, flyers, pilots who fly around the um, air show circuit. <laughs> And they end up going and using their fucking old planes. I think they all, like, there's a Japanese guy who flew Zeros and, you know, and all that. And they're playing their old planes to go off and do something, you know, instead of modern planes. But yes, maybe we should do an Iron Eagle themed episode. Anyway. No, no, we shouldn't. Yes, we do. Well, if you have any ideas of what you think we should be doing on these mini episodes, drop Stopping us a line them. on our Facebook. <laughs> Send us an email. Just tell us. Give us some feedback. No, but right. anyway. That's two good films yeah. that might not be good. That we're good. All right. Until next time. Thank you, Mitch. See ya.